This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Here, here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Kirk McElhern. He, is, of course, is the iTunes guy for Macworld, and he has the provocative Kirkville blog. We'll also be hearing from Bob, Dr. Mac Levitis. Wonder what he's going to do when there are no more Macs. Is he going to have, like, a doctor productivity instead? We'll find out. That and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. So joining us from his farmhouse in the UK, awaiting Brexit with great eagerness, is Kirk McElhern. Wasn't that a ridiculous introduction? It was a little bit below average. You usually do better than that. Well, excuse me. I can't fault you. This is a pretty, you know, intensely emotional week. We won't get into the politics here. No, let's avoid it. No, let's avoid the politics. Just remember, most people who listen to GCN programs know that the largest act on the network is Alex Jones. And you can make your own decisions about that. Actually, nobody gives us any marching orders. We can say whatever we want, as long as we keep within the FCC guidelines. So let's leave it Well, my thought is that when I'm doing a tech show, it should be about technology, unless politics is directly affecting technology. Um, but, But I think it's not a good idea to mix those things. Well, politics affects technology when you talk about net neutrality, but... That's a good example in that case, but I I don't think bringing in questions of politics into a tech podcast is just talking about Apple products or or music or something else isn't really appropriate. Now, I want to tell you a story here, very interesting here. As our listeners know, we get free internet from this development. It's not fast internet. It's 15 megabits down, 3 megabits up, which is okay for most purposes. It's not as bad as it seems. It really isn't. I think the problem is if I wanted to receive 4K reception from Netflix, I'd be out of luck. Since I don't have a 4K TV, who cares? The way it's wired here is that there is a separate Ethernet port in the two bedrooms and in the kitchen. But each one is on a totally separate connection. What that means is, for example, I put the router in the kitchen. So if my wife wanted to print to my laser printer, for example, it would do it. But because it's on a separate network, technically, she couldn't see the laser printer. You mean you've got multiple incoming Ethernet cables into the house? Well, that's evidently how it's treated. There is a patch panel, which has a bunch of cables in every unit. And what the installer did is he took one of my old Ethernet switches and he divided the connections up and set it up in such a way so that these three... Ethernet ports would work. But apparently it's treated as a separate network by the router. So if I plug the router into the kitchen, it doesn't see the printers which are attached to the network in the bedroom. 
in which is my home office. That's weird. Isn't that weird? So yeah. what I ended up doing, because the distances weren't that different, I put the router in my office. It's got four Ethernet ports, so I still have the hardwired connection. And I took my Ethernet switch and stuck it in the master bedroom so the Apple TV is directly wired. Okay. So, you know, I'll get the maximum performance from whatever. Now it sees the printer. Now the second thing here, which is interesting... Before I did that, all I did was take an Ethernet cable from the wall to the switch and connected my printer to the switch. That, it started receiving bogus print jobs, printing out bogus print jobs. You mean someone else was sending print jobs? Someone else was accessing your network? I don't know what they were doing because nothing affects my Mac. Nothing affected the inkjet printer. But the other printer, which is a brother laser printer, a cheap brother laser printer, by the way, and they're pretty good printers. They're not expensive to operate. You buy recycled toner, and they're pretty good printers. Really good quality. Not great on graphics, but it's for text. You want cheap printing. Now, it started printing out hate messages like once or twice a day with Nazi symbols on them. Wow. So I called the ISP, and they said, well... Hook up a router to your connection. That's the only response. They're not filtering anything. That's weird. So, so someone is basically spamming a whole subnet on a network or something. I have no idea. There are about 300 homes in this development. We're but not talking about expensive homes here, folks. Not at all. It's below, I think, the average price for rentals in this part of Arizona. But because it attracts a lot of snowbirds, you know, people who come here in the winter to escape winter weather, we call them snowbirds, to Arizona, they don't want to deal with setting up separate internet accounts. So as a courtesy, they have a development-wide internet connection. The problem is you can't get anything else. Hmm. It's just this and nothing else. That's all yep. you can get. Well, it's if, still not bad. 15 down and three up. Um, I have 15 down and one up, so you're better than me. And I'm not paying for it. Well, there's that too. Right. But the other thing that's good is that if and when they upgrade their internet connection at the main clubhouse where everything is installed, we might actually get better reception. So maybe we'll get 25 or 30. Yeah. That's possible. They are upgrading a lot of their areas. Imagine getting 30 megabits or even 40 then i could use 4k downloads from netflix oh netflix is amazing how fast they're growing i I think netflix says you need 25 megabits for their 4k which means you need 50 no which means you need 35 ish 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 (laughs) i I knew him well yeah (laughs) you know it's like a knish ish man i haven't had a knish in decades Okay, well, when my son was here in late December, we went to Chompy's, which is a pseudo New York deli. It imitates the New York deli style. It's actually pretty decent. And the knishes were great. Not the Konyawan fried knishes, you know, the other kind, the round knishes. Yeah. I, I used to like knishes. There was a place where I used to hang out when I was a teenager. There was a bowling alley, pizzeria on the block, and there was a Jewish deli on the corner. And we would often go get knishes to change from eating pizza and 
things like that. I like knishes with a little bit of mustard on top. Imagine here, back in New York, knishes on every corner. Really? Almost really. A knish truck on every corner. A knish truck on every corner. It wasn't a knish truck. I mean, I remember when I grew up in Brooklyn. And I don't know why we're talking about this on a tech show, but it got so I'll be brief about it, okay? I lived on 102 Newport Street in Brooklyn, New York, in the heart of Brownsville. That house is still there today. Check on Google Maps. It's been rebuilt. I bet it costs more than you're paying a month to get an apartment there. I bet it costs more than you're paying, Kirk, because they've done things in Brooklyn, Brooklyn where it's amazing. Sure. Brooklyn, Brooklyn has been gentrified, so yeah. Okay. Any case, this was a middle-class neighborhood when I grew up there. <laughs> but, you know, every few blocks there was a Jewish deli, there was a pizza place, and this is New York pizza. There wasn't something where just a few places did it. Everybody could make good pizza those days. And sometimes he even had a half-decent Chinese restaurant. But the real thing was the kosher deli and the pizza. And here I'm in Arizona, so what can I say? We were talking about free internet. So, and getting these hate messages, I will tell you that since I set up the router on this connection, we're okay. I just okay. wonder what's going on there, though. Mm-hmm. It's Well, it's obviously someone who's figured out how to spam the entire, uh, the entire network somehow. Well, the thing that bothered me more than that was the fact that they didn't care. Oh, get yourself a router. What's the big deal? All right. Thank you. We've got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <music> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call 
Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps. The ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. For P-150, P-150 GA, P-150 NY, P-150 OK, P-150 TN, C-250 A, C-250 E, C-250 Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-656-4686. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-656-4686. That's 1-800-656-4686. 1-800-656-4686. This is Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. That's why Macy's is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, as most of our listeners know, Kirk is a contributing writer for Macworld Magazine. All right? And I wrote for Macworld Magazine for, I don't know, about five, six years in the 90s. And they were owned by a company called International Data Group, IDG, which also has IDC, which does industry surveys of things like PC sales. And, you know, I met some of the top management back in the 90s and everything. And now apparently the company's been sold. Yeah. After the founder, Pat McGovern, died a year or two ago, um, the company was put up on the market and they've had trouble finding a buyer, but it's been sold now. Um, to a Chinese company. Well, okay. I mean, they did that with Volvo cars, so I guess it's not that bad. But it means, for example, that Computer World, Mac World, which still exists in online form, is owned by a Chinese conglomerate. Uh, well, it will soon be. I don't know if the, the, the signatures are dry on the papers yet. Um, it says to be, so we'll go with that. Yeah. 
So what what I'm seeing though is that one of the people involved in this Chinese group is named Hugo Shung, a longtime IDG executive who founded IDG Capital with McGovern in 1993. So this is someone who's been involved in the company for a very very long time. So what did he do there? Get a complete group of investors to be involved. Chinese Oceanwide Holdings Group Company and IDG Capital, a Chinese-based investment firm, started in the 90s by IDG. So it's it's being horizontally sold partly. If it's if if the IDG Capital was, uh, I guess, a subsidiary or a, somehow related to IDG, but it is someone, one of the people purchasing it has been involved in the company for heck more than 25 years. So. And I don't know what this means, of course, for Macworld. We've all been waiting for this to happen. I, I wouldn't expect them to be shutting down any of the, the properties because Macworld, PC World, and the various um, other worlds do have a pretty solid readership. They, they wouldn't be buying a company like this to shut things down. Of course, one of IDG's big revenue sources is the one that we don't see as much. It's that they organize trade shows. Yeah, but... How many trade shows are they even doing anymore? Well, this article says that according to Forbes, IDG had estimated sales of $3.8 billion in 2015. That's a pretty big company. Yes, it is. But trade shows, well, there's no Macworld Expo anymore. Yeah, but these aren't necessarily the kind of trade shows that you and I would go to. These are professional trade shows. These are, you know, probably not the, the scale of CES, but that sort of thing. So on, on Forbes, it says that uh, the IDG Tech Network represents more than 450 tech-focused websites. And they also have a 1,000 analysts covering, covering the technology industry. You know, it's a pretty big company. Computer-related conferences and events worldwide. And again, I don't think it's the type of event that you and I would go to. It's probably more toward the professional computer user than end users. Well, Computer World is more of a professional kind of publication, yeah, and they have publications like CEO World, and I think there's an IT World, and of course they've got, in different countries, they have either publications that they own or that they license content to. Um, it, it's a very, very large company, and you and I, we really don't see most of what they do. We only see, you know, the user-facing stuff, the Mac World and the PC World and things like that. And just bear in mind that in terms of consumer publications, you know, other than the online world, they don't really exist that much. I mean, how many print publications are there that cover technology? Well, MacLife magazine is still around, believe it or not. But how many others? We actually have more here in the UK than I think there are in the US. And and that was the case when I lived in France, too. There were several just Mac magazines, if not uh, general computer magazines. And I don't know why in some countries they're more popular than others. Well, it may be, you know, the local market conditions, how things have changed. People in the U.S. maybe are less inclined to buy print magazines. That's kind of highly unfortunate. I mean, it's well, easy to... it's surprising to... Because, because unit prices and subscription prices here are much, much higher than in the States. I wouldn't pay six pounds for a computer magazine. It's just not worth it. But, you know, everything's online. And, and I say that as someone who writes for computer publications. I, it just seems surprising to me that they're able to survive. But maybe they're lean enough and they don't pay people very well so they can afford to stay in business even though they're not selling a lot of units. I don't know. Well, I don't know the economics. Of course, it's run by a large conglomerate where I guess every division has to justify its existence. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know. Anyway, that's the deal here. IDG bought out by this Chinese investment thing. I guess the deal is going to be finalized in the future. This is not the kind of thing because it's a private company, right? Not the kind of thing that has to get some kind of federal review? No, no, no of course not. You know, it's just, you know, it's like I write a check to buy a company down the street. Yep. That's it. Let's move on. What would it take Kirk McElhern to be bullish on Apple again? That one title has a lot of meaning. Sounds to me you're kind of down on Apple these days. Um, down on Apple. I'm just sort of disappointed on by Apple. So, so you're referring to an article that I posted on my website the day that we're recording this. Um, I, I just had one of those moments when I was just thinking, right? Just sitting around thinking. And I was thinking the work I've got to do next week. I got an article to write about this. I'm updating a book and I got a number of things. And then I just started thinking in general about my work and, and I don't have that feeling of excitement about Apple anymore. I don't have that feeling that, you know, hey, they've got this great new product and it's really interesting and I want to talk about it. it it's more these days like we've seen the best days and, and, and I don't want to do doom and gloom here because that's not the point, but we've seen the best days and there's not a lot of new stuff that they can do. And as I've said on this show many times, you know, we've reached a sort of feature plateau and as we've seen in iPhone in the past few years, there aren't a lot of new features they can add. And we're reaching a state where computing devices become commodified. And a company like Apple, they got us used to hearing these words, and, and particularly with Steve Jobs' unique presence on stage when presenting products. They got us used to, to hearing these words like magical and revolutionary. I don't agree with the use of magical very often, but revolutionary. The iPod was revolutionary. The iMac was revolutionary. The iPhone was revolutionary, but those days are gone, and there's nothing magical, and there's nothing revolutionary anymore. You know, it was Phil Schiller who was presenting the iPhone 7 and the camera, and, and wow, this revolutionary camera that blurs the background in your photos. It, it's hard to be excited about a tiny, relatively uninteresting feature that they're touting as the next big thing. You know, go back a couple of years, I believe it was the iPhone 6 where they introduced live photos. Do you ever hear anyone talk about live photos? Do you ever hear anyone who says, wow, I took these live photos and they're really great? Uh, the only thing I ever hear is, oh, rats, I've tapped that button again and took a live photo instead of a normal photo. All right. It's like these features are just not as sexy? I don't know that sexy is the word. They're not... They don't have much. They're not interesting. We got to do a break. We got more to come with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com.
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com today. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 888 3653. That's 1 888 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. (laughs) 
So Apple is no longer sexy. Apple is dull. There was an article I read about that the other day from supposedly former person who worked at Apple that the excitement's no longer there. Is that what we're talking about here too? Well, it's not just that the excitement's no longer there. It's that the excitement probably won't come back for a while unless unless things change radically. Well, let's get the Ouija board out and summon up Steve Jobs to bring us some excitement. Yeah, but see, that's not, I don't, I don't like to play this, oh, if Steve Jobs were here or what would Steve Jobs do? That really doesn't mean anything. But I think the problem is that we're looking at Apple as a a tech company that did revolutionize a a lot of things and did so more than once. Um, But we're in a tech situation now where there's not that much of a revolution left to make. There's not a lot of hardware features you can add to a computer. Computers handle all the different forms of media. Um, do you remember back in the day when QuickTime came out? You had these little 320-pixel postage stamp videos, and it was pretty impressive. Well, we've got you know 4K videos, and, and we've got 5K IMAX and all that. You can't go much higher. There's no need to go to 8K displays. You won't see the difference. It's just that we've reached the point where things aren't going to be magical anymore. You know, we had we had a rush of, of a couple decades where we were leapfrogging from new feature to new technology, and that's slowing down. And it's affecting Apple particularly more than a company like, say, Dell, which has always just been a beige box computer seller. Um, it's affecting Apple more because Apple's Apple's narrative as a company has been built on these revolutionary products. And it's hard to imagine that they're going to come out with another revolutionary product in the near future, or at least, you know, maybe it's something just we we can't think of. I think they also overemphasize the frequency with which Apple does that. I mean, the Macintosh in 1984, we have the iPod in 2001, the iPhone in 2007. The iMac in 1997 was a pretty big deal, I think. Yeah, but it was really kind of a throwback in one way to the original all-in-one Macintosh. Yeah, but it was modern. It was better. It was it was a modern computer compared to what we'd been seeing from Apple in the pre-return of Steve Jobs day. So so for me, the, the three points that I mentioned in the article are those, the, the iMac, the iPod, and the iPhone. And so that takes us over a period of 10 years, basically. I think the first iMac was actually January 98 or something. It was August. Um, August 98. How do I know that? Because you were there. And I interviewed Jonathan I for the Arizona Republic. Okay. I didn't know, you know, he would be the deity of designers years later. But I asked for Steve Jobs, actually, and they said, you know, we can't get you Steve Jobs. We'll get you an executive who designed the iMac. I said, okay. Yeah. So, So we did have three, I would say, revolutionary products um, in a period of 10 years, which is not negligible. And, and it's true that since then, we really haven't seen a, a product that has done as much. I mean, the, the iPad is the iPad is evolutionary, but it, it hasn't taken off in the same way. It hasn't had the same effect. What else, have, what else has Apple made? Th- there's nothing that resonates over time that Apple's done since then. I mean, uh, nothing against the iPad. It's a solid device. It's great. Um, my partner has one. It's her main computing device. I've got two. I, I think it's a wonderful device. But it's not exciting. It's not revolutionary. There's nothing um, spectacular about it. It's 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 a razor. It's a hairdryer. It's a toaster. 
that that's my point is that we're getting to the point in computing where the devices we have are just appliances rather than you know th this period and particularly this 10 year period I'm talking about when all of these things were really new and they really did make a difference well you see that was the original vision for the Apple Macintosh it would change the concept of a personal computer to an appliance yeah and it's taken all these years to realize that yes and and that's probably a good thing but the point is that Apple still tries to market according to their, you know, this is revolutionary, this is magical stuff. And and I don't think they're really ever going to be able to do that. Well, for, for a while, I can't see that happening. Right. But really, for the most part, Apple introduces the new product. And then for many years, all it is, is a little faster. Or we'll adjust this, we'll adjust that. And we're getting to a point here where Personal computers, smartphones, tablets, they're good enough. There's not as much of an incentive to buy something new. It's not that you're going to buy the version two or three years from now, and it's going to be a major revolution. I right. mean, the only thing that makes the new MacBook Pro anything distinctive is because of the fact that they redesigned the case and they added a touch bar. Otherwise, it'd be a minor update. We the, wouldn't the even think about it. It would have had a press release. Yeah, but let, let's face it. The case redesign isn't important. The touch bar is the only reason that makes this uh, MacBook Pro different than a previous MacBook Pro. Um, it, it's a gadget. It's you know, some people say they like it. Some people say they don't. Um, it added, what, $300 to the price of a, uh, a, a MacBook Pro, which at, at this time... You know, with the way people are dealing, the way people are using computers and paying for computers, it seems ridiculous to have um, increased the price $300 just for something like that. No, it makes sense. I was doing a little research the other day about pricing. That's the same price that Apple charged for the first generation 15-inch MacBook Pro with Retina display back in 2012. Now, in 2010, I got myself a 17-inch MacBook Pro. The entry-level model was $2299. Now, frankly, I didn't pay for it. We traded it out for ads with a Mac dealer. So it didn't cost me anything. Gave him free ads, which we do in radio sometimes. You know, sometimes you hear ads. Yep. It's a trade out. It's one of the perks of the business. I know where I worked at a radio station back in the 70s in Charleston, South Carolina. They traded out two cars with a local dealer for advertising. Yeah. As a result of which we all had the news director and the assistant news director being me, we had station vehicles to drive around in. I hardly ever used my car for the next year. I had the one with the decal lettering for the radio station. Mm -hmm. And what it meant also, by the way, is the police looked the other way if we drove a little too fast, okay? Really? We oh, yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't pass a red light or do anything like that. But on the okay. highway, we'd be going to the state capitol from Charleston to the state capitol, Columbia, South Carolina, which, I don't know, a couple-hour drive. we drive at 80 miles an hour. Nobody stopped us. 90 miles an okay. hour. Nobody stopped us. Okay. Statute of limitations on that? A long, long, long time <laughs> ago. Okay. Yeah, so... 
And anyway, my point is that, you know, we got used to all these wonderful inventions and, and all that, and we're just not seeing them anymore. Um, and it, it's a shame in, in, in the way that Apple really is a good company that can do good things, and they seem to be squandering their goodwill um, on saying that it took courage to remove the headphone jack. Or, you know, here's these new AirPods, maybe you can get them in six months kind of thing. Well, you know, the headphone jack, I understand, is just a very minor thing. And I think they made a big deal of it. But the thing that bothers me so much about the headphone jack is some of the critics get it all wrong. They say, well, it means you only use wireless headphones now on the iPhone. No, they have an adapter. Well, you can charge and listen at the same time. Well, for the few people who do that, they have an adapter that you can buy. The but it's another being, adapter, and it's another huh? purchase, and it's 50 bucks or whatever it is. It's 50 bucks for the adapter. Yeah, if you wanted that, which I don't need, it would be a big issue. But otherwise, for most people, it's not a big deal, and it seems to be selling pretty well. In fact, Apple appears to be selling more of the iPhone 7 Plus than predicted, meaning the average resale price is going to be higher when they release yep. their quarterly financials. We got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937.
Lifetime Graze 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if there were no contracts, no activation fees, no tracking, tracing, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE networks. Introducing PixWireless.com. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, and unlock GSM phones instantly. Bring your own device and make the switch today. Here's how. Call or click 1-800-205-9513 or PixWireless.com. Spell P-I-X. PixWireless.com. You know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So then. You said a moment ago before the break that Apple's selling more of the iPhone 7 Plus, which may be the case, but as far as the iPhone seven is concerned apparently they're selling far less and that, that they're what's the term the contractors kirk reality check we hear that every year oh my god for the next quarter after the holiday quarter apple is ordering less in the supply chain that's because they sell fewer units in the march quarter we hear that every year kirk for no, years I don't, no 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 that's not no no what i read recently is not it's again the March quarter. It's that they're selling fewer than they expected in this quarter. In other words, Apple knows they're selling less in the March quarter, and they have orders for a certain number of units. And apparently, those um, orders are not have been reduced and are not as high as they were in last year's similar quarter. Year okay, to, if year that's the case, but if those sales are going to the iPhone Seven Plus, it doesn't matter because Apple is selling a more expensive product. Yeah, I'm not sure that all the sales are going to the 7 Plus. I think the 7 Plus is still the minority um, device. But I don't know. Since Apple won't tell us, I don't know. Well, what we will know is the total number of sales and the revenue and the average sale price. And by looking at the average price, we can look at that and maybe infer there's a higher percentage going to the more expensive model. But the key here is, as you say... 
electronic gear has reached a point where it's mostly good enough. The incentive to buy the new spiffier model isn't there. Now, people thought that the iPhone 7 is not that much of a difference from the iPhone 6S because the case is mostly the same. But that's also part of the problem, too. We think that if the case is different, it's a big difference. So, for example, Apple comes out with a new MacBook Pro. And they could have made the same one as last year and still added the touch bar. Instead, they made it thinner and lighter, which is fine. You know, saving you know a few ounces is a pretty good deal. But that makes it a more distinctive difference. On a practical basis, you may be giving up some battery life. And do you really save enough to make it that much more comfortable when you're going through the airport terminal or lugging it on your shoulder with a carrying case? I mean, my MacBook Pro weighs 6.6 pounds. The new wow. model weighs four yeah. pounds. That's a big deal because I also put everything in the kitchen sink in my laptop case. Yeah. And that really can sting. On the other hand, you know, I'm not really giving up that much not to buy it. I have a 500 gigabyte solid state drive I've added. It doesn't have a retina display, but still a pretty good display. It's pretty fast. It's not that much slower than current gear. In fact, my son Grayson has a 2015 MacBook Air, the 13 inch one. He said he couldn't tell the difference. You know, he did his normal thing on there, word processing, web browsing, a few other things. Nah, not that much different. So why do I have to sell this? I, or I have to replace the battery. I'll give you that story in the next segment about replacing the battery. But the point being here is I can keep this. It runs Mac OS Sierra. I can keep this till it drops. And what is there to break on it? I upgraded the RAM. The drive is solid state. Just the battery, unless something really major happens or I drop it or something, it can go on mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Well, I think we've just reached the point where we're not going to see these big changes and we just need to get used to it. The problem is that Apple's a company where you have higher expectations than, say, Dell. Um, and, I mean, this is factored into the, the, the share price that, Maybe this is one reason why Apple shares have been, I don't know, flat for a while, um, because investors aren't seeing this kind of future in Apple. Um, that they're, if I'm looking at a two-year view, it was like 135 two years ago, and it's 119 now. I mean, it's varied a lot over the two years because it was down in the 80s, but it's just, it's not, it's not an exciting company anymore. Uh, either for users or for investors, I think. Well, that goes to say, what does Apple come up with next? I have no idea. In terms of computers, well, what do we really need other than just some minor features? What can we expect well, from well, a personal computer? What's the next generation going to bring us? There's nothing that we need that we don't have right now until we get, and I'm pretty sure I've said this several times, until we get holograms, um, our displays are as good as they're going to need to be. Um, we've got uh, the, the only, the, the place where we could actually do better is, is internet bandwidth. And that doesn't depend on the hardware manufacturers. We don't need faster processors. We really don't need faster GPUs unless we're gamers or 
doing some sort of high-end video rendering and stuff like that. Um, there are a lot of things we don't need. And, of course, that brings me to another point I made in the article. The Mac Pro is more than three years old and hasn't been updated and has three-year-old hardware and has a three-year-old price that hasn't moved since it was released. And that's just plain embarrassing. That is something I hope they'll do something about this spring. Because when Tim Cook said great things are coming with the Mac desktop roadmap, he used plural rather than singular. So it can't just be the iMac. And the iMac, yeah, what are they going to do with the I iMac? They'll use faster processors and put USB-C Thunderbolt 3 ports. Yeah, big deal. Really big deal. For the past few years, he's been saying, oh, we have great products in the roadmap. And what have we seen? Um, you know, the, the Apple Watch, which is kind of a meh product. You know, there's some people who swear by it. There's others who think it's just a waste of time. Um, I, I think the AirPods are cool as a technology, not not for sound quality, but the technology. But you can't buy any. Um, Apple can't deliver. This is a product they announced, what, in September that was supposed to be out in December. And, you know, with January, I haven't looked lately. I think it's still four to six weeks to get them. Yeah, but supposedly, supposedly, they're selling pretty well. Um, you know, there have been a couple of articles this week, one saying that it, they're taking 25% of the wireless headphone market, another one saying, nope, they're taking 2% of the wireless headphone market. So I, I don't know what to believe. Uh, Apple's not going to give us numbers. We'll never know. It's like we'll never know how many Kindles have sold. That sort of thing. Amazon's never going to tell you. Um, the, the point is that they release a product that they call revolutionary and magical, and you can't get that product for months. And that's just embarrassing for a company Apple's size and a company of Apple's stature. I don't pretend to know the manufacturing constraints that cause that thing. But they're to supposed to know the manufacturing constraints. Well, they know. They I get, Kirk, you're missing my point. I don't know what problems they encountered. As you say, they know, and, you know, part of the problem is Apple doesn't just use normal techniques. There's always some kind of weird new production line technique or material or combination that they're using. And when you do that, you're always open to problems. And this is always happening with Apple. You know, it's but not just one thing where happening. an iPhone it's 6S is just like an iPhone 6 with some new parts and stronger aluminum or something. And that was pretty easy. It's when they come up with a totally new case design and they've got or a completely new product that has never been done before with new parts, you know, a system on the chip and all this other stuff, the W1 processor. And that's where they run into problems. It's always happening that way. It's not it the first time. The, the company it should be better than that. Well, you know, I agree with you. Of course, I don't run a multinational corporation, so I have no idea what the problems are. But everyone said Tim Cook is the guy who ran the supply chain, and he's supposed to know about this. Obviously, he's not running the supply chain anymore. He's running the company. Um, I don't know who is re running the supply chain, but... You know, th this is just embarrassing for a company that size. I don't think Ford releases a car and then says, well, you know, we're not going to be able to ship it for a while. Yes, well, I know. You the know what? That, that, wait a minute. That has happened with cars where they announce a brand new, all new model. And sometimes it's a few weeks or a couple of months later than you expected because they run into early production problems, production hangups. It's not unusual. The thing is, of course, is that most cars you see, Year to year, it's a minor change. 
Yeah. And then you have like what they call the mid-cycle refresh. After three or four years, you change a little thing. Maybe you update the look of the car, make it look a little bit more distinctively different, some more nooks and crannies and nips and tucks. And then after six or seven years, you have a major update. That's how it works. you know. And we're kind of expecting all sorts of crazy things from the tech business. And maybe we've reached the point where that's never going to happen again until some major new technology is out there. And I don't know. We've got more to talk about here. We've got Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We're all looking for safe, effective, and all-natural remedies for ourselves and our family. The solution is Simplex. Simplex oils provide natural anti-inflammatory and pain relief, antioxidant and nerve protection, and is an amazing topical acne removal and skincare supplement. Natural healing at a very affordable price. Find out more about our non-psychoactive CBD oil products. Go to SimplexSpecials.com. That's SimplexSpecials.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So that's the big thing here. Number one, can Apple do better to get newly announced products out on time? You know, it's the argument of marketing needs versus production reality. The second thing here is forget about the AirPods, which I don't need. I'm not a big headphone wearer of any kind. And I guess if people like them, fine. If they do well, fine. But I'm not one of those people. But what about the major tech products that we're dealing with here? So, for example, personal computers, smartphones, tablets, Even smartwatches, we don't know what kind of success they'll have yet. 
what can any of these companies do to really, really innovate? It's not innovating to stick another Intel processor in there. I don't think it's innovating that much to make it slimmer and lighter, whether we argue about no, the battery life No, I think in- innovation would be better battery life, but, but I don't necessarily blame Apple for that. It's the current battery technology that just isn't good enough. I do blame Apple for making thinner computers rather than keeping them a half inch thicker to provide several hours more battery life, and the same with the iPhone. But they are constrained by the, the lithium-ion technology that we're using today. Every once in a while, you see an article about how such and such technology is going to revolutionize batteries. They'll last 100 times longer and charge in three minutes. You know, when that happens, fine. But for now, it's not happening. Well, the battery thing was a big controversy, too. And of course, you must have followed the thing with Consumer Reports. Yeah, And that was kind of eccentric. You know, Consumer Reports has their own individual ways of doing things. So they decide, let's do this in a way where we turn off the cash. We're not testing how the battery works under normal use and conditions. We make an artificial test where the test is identical. And what it does is identical, but doesn't really test the battery from a usability standpoint. So what they were doing, of course, as we've mentioned before, is they would download 10 sites repeatedly from their server, but turn off caching on the browsers. Yeah, but there's a reason for that. It's more realistic than to just keep reloading the same pages, which are cached. It more honestly represents the way people use a web browser. I don't fault them for that. I fault people for saying it's Consumer Reports' fault when it turns out that what they uncovered was a bug um, in Safari. The bug that they encountered has got to be a weird one because... Apple admitted there was a bug. They're not making anything up. No, but it's a, it's a kind of a weird bug because what happened here is in order to turn off caching in Safari, you have to use the advanced feature and bring up the develop menu, which means web developers use it, okay? And then you turn it off. And they created a circumstance here where there was a bug that it was reloading, I guess, web icons and things like that. Whatever it is, it was causing some kind of weird problem that used more battery than normal. But nobody would ever encounter this in normal use and circumstances because web developers don't sit there and spend all day loading 10 sites. So they created an artificial circumstance. Now with Apple, Apple's test is different. Apple loads 25 sites repeatedly until the battery runs down. They claim 25 popular sites. I wish they would list them. Yeah. I think that would be helpful. I mean, we kind of infer what they are. But I think Apple's a more realistic test. And the reason it's more realistic is they're not accounting for cash or anything. They're just simply reloading sites. They're reloading the same pages on these sites, then and the pages are cached. But you're not testing whether it's caching. You're testing how long the battery lasts until it runs down. They get 10 Right, hours. and the battery lasts longer because the pages are cached. And they don't have to be rendered again, at least not in the same way. And they don't have to be downloaded again. Yes, but you're missing the point here, too. Consumer Reports, with their tests, got considerably more battery life, like 16, 18 hours. And Apple yeah, says up to 10. As well. I find that weird as well. That's what I'm saying. Apple claims up to 10 using their test. They claim up to 10 if you just simply download a video from iTunes and play it. Now, in theory, then, obviously, everybody uses the portable in a different way. So they've got two different tests there, the iTunes test and loading 25 sites over and over again. 
And I guess they feel that, you know, when someone consistently visits the web, they will do the same thing. They'll have a, a group of maybe a couple of dozen sites they visit all the time. They keep reloading it. I'm going to check no, for an update. they visit different pages. They're not going to keep reloading the same pages. Apple didn't you're, say you're they're loading the same Whoa, 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 whoa. Apple didn't say they're loading the same pages. They said they're loading 25 sites. They didn't say it's the same pages. They said 25 sites. Right, okay. but they didn't say it's different pages on the sites. No, they um, didn't say it's the, the iTunes, same or different. The iTunes video thing is a bit deceptive because the way this works is iTunes videos are compressed with um, H.264, which is a format for which um, Apple computers have hardware decompression. So it, it's actually the, the, the decompression code or whatever is on a chip. It's actually a processor that does the decompression instead of the CPU and the operating system. Um, so if you're running different format videos or older um, videos that are compressed with older um, types of compression, you won't get anywhere near the same battery life. No, I, I get the point here. The thing here is Apple has a test that they advertise. If you follow their tests, is what you do. If you use a different test and you document it, that's fine. You know, use a different kind of test that you may feel is more realistic. The thing is here is Apple year to year has used the same test, basically. You know, this is a fairly yeah, but consistent... Didn't have the, the, but so Consumer Reports has, has obviously been using the same test year to year, but that Safari bug only existed this year in Sierra. It didn't exist last year, um, so it didn't show up. And so Consumer Reports was finding battery life that was, you know, within the tolerance of what Apple had said. This the, year, there was a bug, and Consumer Reports discovered it. Exactly. But the thing here about it is that when Consumer Reports did the same test with Chrome, they got, as they said, respectable battery life. So they knew already there was something wrong with this test, that something in the way they were testing it was triggering a problem with Safari. And I think maybe they shouldn't have published the test knowing that first check with Apple, wait a minute, we got something weird going on here. This is an anomaly. You know, it shouldn't matter I, that much. It, so if I was reviewing something for Macworld, that would certainly be my reaction. But I think Consumer Reports has always done things without contacting manufacturers. And for a reason, because they don't want the manufacturer to give them a device that has been specifically set up for a Consumer Reports test. Yeah, but the difference um, here so, is Consumer so on Reports... The hand, on, excuse on the me. one hand, you're right. They like, probably but Kirk, contact Consumer Apple. Reports tests a product bought at retail. They go out and yes. they write a check and they buy the product, give the credit yep. card. But if you see something that's anomalous in your test samples, they do claim they will reach out to the manufacturer and say, what's going on here? And see if there is a bug or something that needs to be resolved. They are not averse to doing that. The problem here is they publish this test before resolving it, which meant they got a lot of publicity. We don't recommend the MacBook Pro publicity. USA Today, everybody publicizes this. If they waited two weeks, it would have been resolved. They could have even said, hey, there is a problem here and you're going to want to upgrade your operating system when the new update comes out for Mac OS Sierra. Okay, can I just can I just interject? We don't know what the relationship is between Apple and Consumer Reports. We it doesn't don't have to be. 
No, no, we don't know if the reason that Consumer Reports didn't contact Apple is because of past issues they'd had. We don't know if Consumer Reports contacted Apple Care support. They didn't say anything, um, you know, and said, "Hey, battery life is terrible." And you get some, you know, first-line Apple Care guy who says, "Reinstall the operating system and call me back." So we don't know any of this. Um, I, I'm. I have no particular love for Consumer Reports. I know that their reviews are generally um, respected, but I don't think they should be getting all the blame here. Well, in this particular case, I think they acted a little prematurely and gained publicity for what happened. I don't think they got any publicity. This is not a magazine. This was a worldwide headline, my friend. We got more to come with Kirk McAhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Good day, America. Are you tired of your butt cheeks being frozen? Tired of cold hands or cold feet? I'm tired of the cold. Well, there's a new kid on the block. It's Fortress Clothing. Fortress will keep you warm. Fortress does what no other clothing company has ever done. We keep you warm in the cold, even when wet. You heard that right, even when wet. No BS, no gimmicks. Work, play, sweat in the cold, and stay warm. So quit your complaining and go to FortressClothing.com. FortressClothing.com, enter coupon code AMERICA and get 20% off any item. Mittens, jackets, pants, balaclavas, or hot socks. FortressClothing.com, enter coupon code AMERICA. You're going to love being warm all winter long. FortressClothing.com A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. 
Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-340-5528. That's 800-340-5528. Again, 800-340-5528. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We'll agree to disagree. I think consumer reports... We'll disagree to agree. Whatever it is. Who cares? <laughs> Point is here, I don't have a new MacBook Pro. Kirk does either not do either. And I think we'll all wait till the first revision to see what Apple does. I do think, though, that there is another issue to consider. Supposedly, Apple was testing a better battery. And supposedly, they weren't able to finalize it in time. That's a rumor. And maybe if that's the case, maybe... The next version will be more perfect, will offer more battery life. I don't know. I think what they offer now is probably enough for me, but not for a lot of people. Well, I've, I've never gotten the battery life that Apple claims on a laptop, ever. So I have no expectations that I ever will. In other words, I just assume that the battery life they claim is a lie that's designed for marketing and is not something based on real-world usage. It's their right in a way. You can't fault them for this because battery life is so dependent on individual users. But I will just simply never believe them as far as battery life is concerned. Well, you can certainly can't believe Consumer Reports. You get 16 to 18 hours. But you know something interesting? I looked through their entire range of recent notebook tests at Consumer Reports. So Apple's getting, what, 16 to 18 hours or something like that, give or take a half hour, okay? Only couple of PC notebooks delivered more battery life. Can you believe that? So therefore, Apple is among the top five in the entire industry, at least among models that Consumer Reports tested for battery life. That's not consistent. I want to ask anybody out there, buy a new MacBook Pro, tell me you're getting 16 hours on it. You know, there's something wrong in the other direction there. Exactly. You're right. I mean, we can argue 10 hours because I've seen other people, let's say Laptop Magazine got something like eight and a half to 10 hours on different models with their tests. So they said, you know, it's in the ballpark. What Apple announces, you get 90%, 85% of what Apple claims. That's okay. The key here is 16 hours. Who's getting 16 or 18 hours on a MacBook Pro? And how does that represent the top tier of all notebook batteries in the industry? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. 
I mean, we can argue whether reloading 10 sites with the cache off is a worthwhile test. And I argue it's not because it does not begin to represent a realistic use case. We can argue Apple isn't either. It's being very optimistic about their tests that a very high proportion of people with a MacBook Pro will not get 10 hours, however they use their computers. It won't happen. Now, my MacBook Pro, the 2010 version, they advertise, I think, eight hours or nine hours. The battery is kind of going, and I'm going to close this out because we're about to go and get to our next guest. But I contacted Mac Sales of the World Computing, and they sent me one of their newer tech batteries, which advertises up to 8% better battery life for that particular one. And it's about $100 if you buy one. So I went to change the battery because the battery is going. It's a seven-year-old computer. In Apple's infinite wisdom, one of the three pentalobe screws they used to tie down that battery after I opened the case was stripped. Oh, There are ways of getting around it. I mean, one way is simply to try different tiny screwdrivers and see if one catches. And of course, you don't want to really do anything that is going to cause undue stress because it'll make the stripping worse. Try a rubber band. Put a rubber band over it. That's one recommendation. What do you mean? A rubber band on the top of the screwdriver and then you push the screwdriver against the rubber band? The pictures I see show it, you know, over the area where the screw is. Either way, it's about the same I didn't know that. I guess, yeah, I guess you're, instead of putting the screwdriver into the slot, what you're doing is you're pressing against the top of the screw, and the rubber band is providing a sort of a a traction as you turn. That kind of makes sense. Okay, that's one way of doing it. Another way, by the way, which is kind of dangerous, is to use crazy glue to glue the screwdriver to the screw. Okay. And that anchors it. As long as it's not in too tight. I think it'll be okay. I'm going to try one of those techniques, but I'm going to be real careful. They also have some tools that are used to extract a screw, and they've got some over at ifixit.com. They've got pliers, Mm. and they've got some other stuff, and they're not destructive. The key here is that you do not want to do anything that's going to damage anything. You're working in delicate surroundings, and that's what I'm going to do. I gather, though, this is not uncommon. It's not uncommon for Apple in assembling these things to have stripped the screws. Now, Mm. I don't know if they want to basically compromise the user's ability to change a battery because it's a little time-consuming because you've got all these tiny screws on the external case, like 10 of them or something like that. Yeah. And and it's annoying. It's easy to lose the screws. I lost two screws for two days and found them in the carpeting. (laughs) <laughs> so th- so I'm going to work on this. Not right now. I'm waiting for some tools from ifixit.com. Kyle Weens is going to send them over to me and try and see if we can get it out. Now, I also asked him if he had one around, give me a fresh screw to replace the one for that particular slot in the battery so I don't have to deal with putting it together again. Actually, you don't even need it. The other two screws will really hold it in place. You don't need the third screw. When you're replacing yeah. the battery, it's not even necessary, and I wouldn't even use it otherwise. We'll see, and we'll see if we get the eight or nine hour battery life because I can get maybe another year or two out of this computer. I could save twenty three hundred dollars or whatever the heck I'd pay. You could, yeah, yeah. Listen, how how old did you say it was? I bought it in the spring of two thousand ten. 
Wow. Okay. That's really well, actually, good. I traded can... it out in the spring of 2010. You know, I made that deal. So we're right. going to see. I like it. You know, it works pretty fast. And this is another problem, too. Here's a 2010 MacBook Pro. The 2017 is certainly faster. Yeah. But not that much faster that you'd find the older one to be inferior, except for the fact it does not have a retina display. Now, you say 17 inches, now Apple sells 15 inches, right? Well, Mm. it's 15.4 inches. So it's a 1.6 inch difference. Yeah. That's not a lot. No, 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 it's not very different. So I suppose we're going to have to see what goes on there, okay? Well, good luck with your screw. Well, I really got screwed by Apple there. Ha ha. It's not, and that. I said it's not an uncommon problem because immediately I saw a whole set of instructions from the people at Otherworld Computing about what to do with a stripped screw. iFixit has a whole page on this, and mostly the instructions are pretty much what I just told you. The key here is that you want to be careful. You want to assume it's not in too tight. And you want to be very gentle about what you do. If you can't make it work, take it to a repair shop and see what they can do, what they'll charge you. Yeah, 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 because they're used to it. I'm not used to it. I'm going to be really careful. So let's just leave it at that. Okay, folks? Kirk McElhern, how do we find more of your stuff? You can visit my website, Kirkville. It's at www.kirkville.com. And you can find me over at Macworld, where I write the Ask the iTunes Guy column and plenty of other articles. Sounds like plenty of fun. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if there were no contracts, no activation fees, no tracking, tracing, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE networks. Introducing PixWireless.com. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, and unlock GSM phones instantly. Bring your own device and make the switch today. Here's how. Call or click 1-800-205-9513 or PixWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X. PixWireless.com. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. All right, guys, we're ready for our four-season sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for four seasons now.
To find out more, call toll-free 800-848-6333. That's 800-848-6333. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and here's my best offer ever you can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free go to mypillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN that's mypillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN what would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We're joined by Bob Dr. Maclevitis. When there's no more Mac, do we eliminate the Dr. Mac from your name? No. When there's no more Mac, I will be Dr. Other Apple Stuff. We can't call Dr. you like Dr. iPhone or something. Dr. iDevice. Ew, that's terrible. Dr. EarPod. AirPod. I can go for that Dr. EarPod. AirPod. I got some AirPods just today, this morning. Okay, so it's not an EarPod, it's an AirPod, and you got AirPod. one. AirPod. Haven't, haven't tried them yet. Did you buy it, or did Apple send it to you? Uh, Apple sent it to me. I asked for it. I, I requested it. See, I requested a long time ago, and I forgot all about it, and then they didn't ship when they were supposed to, and I forgot all about it, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, I saw somebody, somebody, I don't know where I saw it, but gave them a great review, said, you know, they were really, really, really better than most Bluetooth headphones, and I thought, you know, I, I've got like probably a dozen sets of, of Bluetooth headphones, and most of them are pretty awful. And most of them can't, you know, you can't use them for video. They just, they don't stay in sync for video, or a lot of them don't. So I'm excited to try them. I think they might be uh, 
you know, I think they might overcome some of the shortcomings of other Bluetooth headsets. Also, I understand that they have good range. Now, this is interesting here. Your friend and mine, Kirk McElhern, Mm -hmm. he doesn't like the sound from them. Well, I hope he's comparing them to other Bluetooth headsets because I've got a bunch of them here and most of them aren't that great. And unfortunately, don't stay in sync with video. You know, if you want to use them when you're watching video, the lips don't move at the right, you know, they don't move right. It looks weird. You wouldn't want to do it for long. I'm a big headphone person. We understand that. You know, let's take a voyage back through time, okay? You have something over there at the Mac Observer. I was looking over your articles, and I don't know when you put this thing up. It could be a long time ago. I know what you're going to say. Can I guess? Yes. The Apple death knell counter? No. Okay. Way back when video, 1995 and power computing with Bob Levitas. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's uh, You know what? That, I think, is video of me inside the game Marathon. They rotoscoped me into a special version of Marathon that we gave away at Macworld. I think that's what that is. Now, this is interesting here. Because it's an object lesson for the critics who say, well, Apple should be licensing Mac OS. Why? <laughs> Why? Licensing iOS. Why? You're giving away a product to be a, a value extra for your hardware. You're selling hardware. You're making money from hardware. So you give the operating system to somebody else so they could make money from your labors. Anyway, tell us about power computing. This was a pretty fascinating story because you were the pr guy for a while over there well i was the uh director of evangelism you know i've always wanted to grow up and be guy kawasaki so he came to meetings mac user group meetings with a yamaka that is not true i came to mac user group meetings with road cases and satin jackets like a rock star because that that was what we were doing you know we had i had my my machines traveled in cases that looked like the cases you use uh, when you're a guitarist and you're taking your amp on the road, big amp amp cases with wheels. Yes, sir. And I had roadies. So the therefore, you, you wanted to be a rock star. And well, really because you couldn't be, be a rock star, you decided to pretend to be one for power computing. Well, I wanted to be Guy Kawasaki. I really wanted to be an evangelist for Apple, but they didn't want me. And uh, at the time, they were licensing the operating system. So I took what I could get, which was the uh, director of evangelism for a Mac clone maker. And we made some really, really, really good Mac clones in our day. Except on some of those models, you stuck your hands inside to upgrade RAM or something or change the processor because you could do that in those days. And sometimes your fingers would get nasty scratches on them. Do you remember? Yeah, but that wasn't our fault. That was just a matter of if you stick your finger in a dark crevice, you're likely to scrape it up. I mean, it's common sense. No, what was worse was we had some machines in the early days that overheated. And that was very bad because, you know, we were really young and we were selling a lot of machines and and it was hard to figure out why. But we did, and we eventually, you know, replaced those machines and got past it. And, you know, then Apple kind of, I don't know, they they put us out of business is what they did. Yeah. 
they handed a hundred million dollars to power computing. That is correct. Over. But I understand that Apple's online ordering system was built up from the one that power computing used. Interesting. Uh, interestingly, I think it, you know, I, I know that they built their own not long after, but I think uh, one of the things that they, that they wanted was we, we were the first Mac company to do build to order. And um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if that is really what they were after or if they just wanted to shut us down. I, I well, do they know wanted they to shut wanted you to shut down. down. They just took advantage of whatever they received. Of course, they wanted to shut you down. But I remember so, at the Macworld Expos, when the clone makers were fighting to get licenses for Mac OS 8, because remember here that these clone makers were licensed to use Mac OS 7. So mm-hmm. one quick way to get rid of all of them is to say, okay, now we will call it Mac OS 8. This is true. I think our, uh, our, if I remember correctly, our license agreement was a five-year agreement and it covered all operating systems. The problem was we hadn't gotten an approval for a laptop yet. And we were made to understand that, uh, that approval would be a long time coming if, uh, if ever, if we were to continue along the path and not accept the offer to buy us out. So, and, and you know, as a computer company, you can't, you can't survive with just desktop models. So basically I think Apple told power, you're not going to be building any laptops in the near future. So you might as well accept this offer because it's the best you can hope for. I don't know. I wasn't there at the time. I had already resigned and walked away. Anyway, they had a bunker mentality at one of the Mac World Expos when Apple was trying to put them out of business. They came in there in fatigues and everything, and Humvees or something. <laughs> it's Is that true. What they brought yeah, they had sure. Humvees. They were driving Humvees around San Francisco, and uh, didn't they have like posters that said, "We lost our license for driving too fast." Oh, boy. It was an interesting thing. The problem, of course, was that companies like Power Computing, which basically put the Mac OS in a box that looked like a Dell. A generic box, absolutely. They were clone boxes. They were uh, sourced from the same places that all all of the uh, third-tier clone makers sourced from. Maybe second-tier. Whatever. The point being here, it was an interesting time when Apple was trying to figure out what it was going to do to gain market share. And at least Steve Jobs, when he came back to the company, he stopped all that nonsense. And look what happened to the company. I mean, of course, we have people who are saying every single day that Apple is going to go out of business next week. And it's almost impossible to consider this, that we have a company with what 230 or 240 billion dollars in the bank you know he could buy a country for that and they say apple isn't going anywhere and the sales are flat and mac sales are this and they have no vision and tim cook is boring to work for i've heard that lately tim cook is boring to work for well if i get 40 50 million dollars out of the deal I guess I could afford to work for someone who's boring. We have the never boring Bob Levitas. You see, he was going to step on that. We have the never boring Bob Levitas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 42424. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 42424. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 42424. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. The best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, by the way, is Tech Night Owl Plus. We offer a commercial-free version of this show and other goodies coming, better quality audio. Check it out, plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. Bob, Dr. Mac, Levitas, and I are reminiscing about the days of Mac OS clones where it was demonstrated that this was a bad move for Apple to make because it didn't help the company financially, it didn't help the sales. Basically, companies like Power Computing, aggressive startups, went right after Apple's core market, right? More or less, yes. You know, the the whole idea was to be able to um, offer you online build-to-order capability and sell you a less expensive uh, and possibly faster and more powerful Mac than Apple could sell you. For Apple, that wasn't a good business because for a long time, not for a long time, for a year or two, we were building better, faster Macs than they were for less money. Maybe not better, but faster and less money. They weren't prettier. They were ugly. But, you know, you can't get everything when you have low prices. So, And when you try to change the RAM or the hard drive or anything, sometimes your fingers would go into a dark place and they'd be scratched. Yes, but for most of the most of the units we built were a lot easier to uh, install RAM or a hard disk than Apple's units, which weren't built for user uh, user service. You know, yeah. we had three PCI slots in all all of our desktop machines or more. Everything was designed to be user upgradable, except the processors. I don't think I think our processors were subbed to the motherboard motherboard, but maybe not. No, they were processors, not. They were on daughter cards, and you they can change were, the and processor. They could be upgraded. So the whole thing was designed. The part of the design spec was it should be easy for the user to upgrade. I understand Apple. here there was a generation of computers like the Quadra 800, the Power Mac 8100, whole bunch of Macs where to upgrade, you had to open the case, remove the logic board along with three or four wiring harnesses to get to the RAM slots. And whoever did this, I don't know if they were working for the company for many more years because I remember, I guess it was the Power Mac 9500 where the media was invited to this session with Apple executives. And when they showed off this thing, how easy it was to open and upgrade, they got a round of applause. He doesn't remember I that. Vaguely, no, I vaguely recall that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I don't know if you were seated there at the time. You might have gone to another session. But understand today, you can't upgrade any Mac except for, well, of course, the 27-inch iMac, you can change RAM in about five minutes. That's about it. The Mac Pro, if and when they ever upgraded again, is fairly simple to upgrade. But everything else is just a closed box. Sealed boxes, I know. 
And it's kind of sad because it used to be that when people made a mistake and ordered a Mac with too little RAM, the cure wasn't terribly expensive, you know, even if they went to an Apple store and had it upgraded. But these can't even be upgraded by an Apple store. Most me, of them. Right. Most Let me give you a story I just gave earlier to our previous guest. Okay, just so we get a, a picture of what's going on. We were talking to Kirk McElhern. I was going to ask who our previous guest was. Thank well, you. now you know. Now you know the rest of the story. Yes. Okay, I have a 2010 17-inch MacBook Pro. It's in perfect shape, by the way. It's running Mac OS Sierra, has a solid-state drive now, an extra RAM, but I have replaced the battery. And I haven't done it yet. And the reason is I opened the case, and this is technically not a replaceable part because you have to remove 10 tiny screws from the case to get to it, which is no big deal, except it's easy to remove those screws because you can barely see them. In fact, I lost a couple, and they showed up about two days later. Okay, so you open the case, and I put the screws in a cup or an ashtray, whatever your point of view is. And I'm looking at the battery, which is held down by three pentalope screws. The one at the right was somewhat stripped, so I couldn't get it open. Still haven't, but I'm going to use all those, all those tricks to open that thing. But that's something that Apple did. When they assembled that thing, they stripped one of the screws. It's their On fault. Purpose? But they can, I'm sure it was an accident. I don't think they did it purposely. Except when you look at the online information from Mac sales and iFixit, they have all the information there. So this is not an uncommon problem. But the computer is almost seven years old. It's not as if Apple is going to say, okay, we'll help you get the battery out. But you might be able to go to the Apple store and they'd replace it. And usually the Apple store's uh, repairs, surprisingly, have been, for, in my experience, reasonable. And in fact, I brought in, my wife had a laptop that we, we had given up for dead. Um, it was my 2009 or 2008 MacBook Pro. And all she does is use it for like mail and, and web surfing and stuff. So, and it's connected to a big monitor and it was fine for her, but it died one day, black screen of death. I brought it into the Apple store, made an appointment, took it in and I was ready to, to hear we can do a flat rate repair for $300 or $250 or $350 or 400 And it would have been worth doing because other, other than the fact that it had a black screen of death, it was working fine for her needs. And, and the genius said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, there's a service order on this. Um, we're going to repair it for free <laughs> on a, like, eight-year-old MacBook Pro. Okay, I understand that. In this particular case, if I paid Apple, I think, $129, they would replace the battery, no problem. They'd figure this out. Except I have the battery already. Oh, because I got a battery yeah, from... Where'd you get the battery from? From Mac Sales, Otherworld Computing. Oh, Sales. They have a newer tech battery that promises 8% better battery life. So huh. I have the battery sitting here already. So what I'm going to do here is I contacted Kyle Weens at iFix, and he's going to send me some stuff. Oh, to help stuff me to open take a up. screw that's, that's stripped? Well, there are a couple of ways of doing this. I mentioned it in the previous segment, so I won't go through it again. You can check online. I'll, yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen to the show. I never do, but I will. Okay, there are a couple I mean, of I ways. Never listen when I'm on. I mean, sure. No, there are a couple of ways of doing this, and I tried not to make it any worse in trying to unscrew it. If it's not too tight, 
it's probably removable by one of several means. And if I do, if I put the thing back in, I'll probably not use a third screw because you don't need it. It's going to hold it down pretty good there. And I'm sure when I finally sell this box, someone's not going to say, oh, a screw is missing. I'll give you $50 less. I don't think that's going to happen because it's going to have a good battery. Anyway, that's the story. So even on the computer where you could upgrade it yourself, someone at Apple made it difficult. Someone at an assembly plant somewhere in Asia in 2010. By the way, check this out. And this was also a surprise to me for Apple service. I didn't even remember this because this is two or three MacBook Pros ago for me. But th- that one had a third-party drive in it. It had a uh, a momentous hybrid drive, a one-terabyte momentous hybrid drive in it. And uh, I had lost one of those little teeny screws also. And when they, pu- when they took it apart, when they, they took it in for service, they noted that it was missing a screw, although that didn't matter, but they did notice. And, and they uh, removed my hard disk and gave it to me and said, we're going to fix it, but if it's your hard disk that's the problem, that's your problem, and you have to... I said, well, if I bring the hard disk back, will you put it back in before I take it home? And they said, yeah, but we won't guarantee it works after that. I said, okay, that's fine. So they fixed it. I brought the hard disk back when I picked it up. They put the hard disk in, and everything was fine. So, I mean, they've gotten better about third-party uh, hard disks and RAM. It used to be if they saw that at Apple Care, they w- you voided your warranty. Well, the thing here is they can't do that legally unless when installing the third-party part, something damages your computer. That's the technicality there. If they see or feel your computer was damaged because you used third-party RAM or third-party hard drive or third-party battery, they could theoretically do something. Otherwise, there's no way. The law would not let them get away with it. No, but you had to take the hard disk out before you brought it to them. Ah. Because otherwise, they'd open it up and say, it's the it's your third-party hard disk's fault. Sorry. We are not responsible to fix your third-party hard drive. We know that. We have right. more to talk about. Speaking of MacBook Pros, I think Bob knows what I'm going to talk about. We got more to talk about. We have Bob Levitis. He's Dr. Mac until there's no more Macs, in which case it'll be Dr. iPhone or Dr. iOS device of some sort. That's a good name. Dr. iOS, Dr. iOS device of some sort. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we have Bob, Dr. Mac, and iOS device of some sort. No, Dr. Productivity is my new name. Okay. Dr. Productivity. All right. The new MacBook Pro. Did you get one yet? The uh, Touch Bar one? Yes. No. I actually emailed again because I hadn't gotten one, and then the email asked about that and the Air AirPods. I've got my AirPods today, but I have not yet heard about my MacBook Pro for review, and I'd really like to review that because it's the first MacBook Pro in years that's had anything really different about it. I think we're dealing with the same person in Apple. I should send that person another letter and say, you know what? I guess I'll review the AirPods. Well, I can tell you who who sent them to me because I just got an email from her. But I won't do that on the air. I think it's the same person I'm dealing with. And the first name begins with an S. And that's it. Well, the person that sent these starts with a J. Give me the name of that body and I'll... See if they are also willing to be of assistance. You see, we're talking about things in a very horrible way. Okay, now, did you read about this dust up between Apple and Consumer Reports over the original decision not to recommend the MacBook Pro because of their cockamamie testing methodology? Oh, yeah. I would I would say cockamamie is the technical term for that. I was about to say, I was thinking of other words, but because this is on a commercial radio show, heard on real radio stations well can i explain what they did because it's it's so lame that you can't believe consumer reports did it but basically they enabled a setting that that's uh hidden and only for developers bob i'm we've reminded had, we've had this discussion so we've had i'm just reminding we've had, oh i know who that is from apple yeah she's a she's a good person we had this discussion already about their testing methods and i'll just be brief about it they download 10 websites from their own servers so there's no internet connection i don't know which websites they then turn off the caching 
And that's done on Safari by going to the develop menu, which is in the advanced preferences. You click develop menu. And you, wait, yeah. So you mean most people wouldn't see this menu option, right? Well, it's there, but nobody looks for it. You no, know, it's not I'd there. Say what you percentage the of users, menu. I'd say what percentage of users of Safari go to the develop menu or even know it exists? What? You have 1%? to enable it first. Pardon? You have to enable the develop menu. It's not just showing by default. Exactly, you have to preference that make that before you can even see that menu, you have to turn it on, and that's not on by default. Exactly, this is in the advanced preferences setting. Choose advanced, and there's a checkbox for the develop menu. Correct, correct. All right, so consumer reports, I guess they think they're being consistent, but they seem to fail to realize something about battery testing which is why I'm happy to mention this again. If you want to test the battery, you want to reflect what a real user would do. Don't you think? Correct. The right way to test a battery is to write a script that does a bunch of things over and over that people would do. Open a word processor document, type, you know, 12,000 characters, save five times, quit. Uh, open a web browser, go to five websites, open iTunes, listen to some songs, blah, 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 do it again, do it again, do it again. And repeated that process. That's that's fair. And that would give you a good, accurate representation of what battery life is like. And consumer reports wouldn't have gotten the weird results they got. And the thing about this that bothers me, what bothers me, Bob, is that knowing it was weird should have set off alarm bells because they then tested it with Chrome and the battery life was normal. What, what was So the they're saying, well, what's the weird thing that's going on here? We're using Safari. Maybe we should ring up Apple and find no, out something weird's instead, going on. Let's have a headline that, that lots of people will click bait. It's, it's really kind of uh, astonishing that Consumer Reports, a nonprofit organization that claims to, you know, be all about doing the right thing and being for the people, uh, it just it just irks me. Ugh. I'm not subscribe. I'm not renewing my subscription. Well, here's the thing, and once again, if you look at the results that they finally achieved, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay, so. There's a tweet, because that's the only way to communicate with the public nowadays, because of you-know-who. There's a tweet from Philip Schiller saying, we're in touch with Consumer Reports, to paraphrase, to figure out what's going on. And they figure it out that this operation doing something that was non-traditional, bringing up a function that only developers use, triggered a bug in Safari that they fixed. And when they fixed that bug, the battery life was okay and Consumer Reports was forced to retest, basically, and said, we now recommend the MacBook Pro. But in the meantime, they've gotten clicks twice, which is reprehensible. Well, three times because they had an article saying we're retesting, so it's three articles. The original faulty test 
the article saying we've been in touch with Apple and we're retesting, and so then should, the final results. They, they should got, donate all of the money they made off all of those clicks to people who can't afford Macs. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send Tim an email right now and suggest that, recommend that. Well, here's the thing, okay? The final test results show that the MacBook Pros, and they tested the three basic models, 13-inch with and without touch bar, the 15-inch, I think the standard configurations, and the final results put them in the top tier of all notebooks they've tested, like number Ever. four or five. But the battery life was like 16 to 18 hours. Now, wait a minute, folks. Apple says up to 10 hours. And, you know, not many people get up to 10 hours. You know, maybe it's eight. Like, was it Laptop Magazine? Friends of ours over there got eight and a half to almost 10 hours. Some people get five, six hours. Consumer Reports get 16 to 18 hours. That tells me their tests are... Not just cockamamie, but screwy beyond belief. Very technical term. Uh, I would say wonky, which is the technical term for screwy beyond belief. But yeah. That's right. I'm not not renewing my subscription. That's it. I've had enough. I'm mad as heck. You can say the other word here, but that's okay. Whatever, it doesn't matter. This is typical of Consumer Reports. When it comes to technology, they do not have a clue. And I'll say that. They don't understand. How do you devise tests like this that have no relationship to how a real person is going to use the product? I mean, if you're going to test battery life, find a way to simulate what typical users do. They have the money. They have the facilities. They're buying these computers at retail. They're not calling the manufacturer and say, Apple, send us a notebook, Asus, Lenovo, Dell, HP, whatever. They're going to the store. They're going to the store and buying this. That they buy. That's admirable that they buy the stuff they test instead of getting it from the the maker because you got to always wonder when when the maker is accommodating a publication and maybe supporting them in other ways they're a nonprofit so they don't take ads but whatever if you get it from the manufacturer there's an implicit uh i would think expectation on the part of readers that you're you're uh you're in good stead with apple hey guys we got more to come with the one the only dr mac or Dr. Productivity, or whoever. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. 
So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Had it been the sweet Paris air permeating the night? The intoxicating way her beauty had overtaken him. Whatever the case back then, Jordan Dunleavy is still in love with the memory of Lauren, the woman he'd lost so many years before. In Bookster on the Sen, the journey of a conspiracy analyst, author C.L. Hendman, ties conspiracy theories, mystery, irony, and romance into this stimulating novel that masterfully interweaves the past with the present. Available on Amazon and Kindle and at bookstoreonthesen.com. That's S-E-I-N-E dot com. Bookstoreonthesen.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I think another feeling here is when you get 
the product from the manufacturer of the test, which is the way most consumer magazines do it because they don't have the money to just go out and buy things, that it's possible the manufacturer can specifically adjust something. You're right. getting a tainted product that has been made to run better well, than I don't products think, would otherwise I don't think run. That's I've I never don't seen that. I mean, I once got a notebook to review from Apple for a month or two, I guess it was. And this is back in the early 2000s. And the darn thing developed a bad hard drive. So, you know, I wasn't getting a tainted product. They innocently gave me something off the production line. I have tested Apple products over the years that they have sent me. I don't think they do that. I don't. Apple doesn't. No, no. You know, later on, I would go and sometimes buy the product that they sent me to test. There was no difference. I I almost always do when it's something like an iPhone or an iPad that I'm going to replace pretty regularly. Not so much with Macs. I I usually test them and send them back, and every couple of years I replace them. But, you know, the thing is, if uh, I think the expectation when you get your you when you get your review units from Apple is that if you were really not a good reviewer, if you were unfair, if you, um, I, I guess, they didn't consider you a good citizen. Um, they wouldn't send you a review unit. And, you know, think about it. There's tens of thousands of media outlets that I think would like to review a MacBook Pro. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's, there, there's that. And so I really respect Consumer Reports because unlike when I worked at Mac User and Macworld uh, and Magazine, uh, where there was always the, the possible crossing of the the we used to call it the uh, great wall between advertising and editorial and supposedly we could write anything we wanted in editorial and not worry about advertising because that's how the, that's how it works but in reality we thought three times before we slammed a big advertiser in a yeah, review exactly i ran into a situation with that at macworld magazine and I won't mention what it is, iOmega and another company. <laughs> I won't mention what And SideQuest. Okay, you know, of course, they were competing with these removable drives. And I pushed for them to be more emphatic about the problems with the iOmega Jazz drive, where you had this little clip on the cartridges. And I mean, the, the clip bent slightly. You were in danger of destroying the entire drive. I said, we got to do something about it. And I became so insistent that they decided I didn't need to write for them anymore. Yeah, the Great Wall, that was Yeah, it. there is a Great Wall. I once wrote, I used the uh, app Canvas to do this, da-da-da-da-da. They changed it without telling me to uh, Adobe Illustrator, which in one of my books I had said was probably the most heinous interface ever introduced on a graphics app. Right? They changed it without even telling me because I slammed an advertiser and promoted someone that wasn't buying ads at the time. Uh, but Mac User doesn't exist anymore. Actually, neither does Macworld in print. Mac User, I, I think there's sort of a website called Mac User, I think, somewhere. Well, Macworld, of course, is online, but the right. company IDG was just purchased. By who? Who bought a it? A company in China. <laughs> Ah, uh, they're going to outsource all the columns. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Yeah. I didn't know IDG was bought by a company in China. Of course, my publisher, which used to be called IDG Books, by the way, 
is no longer associated with IDG. They were purchased by John Wiley and Sons like 25 years ago. But I remember that's kind of funny. I wrote books for Wiley, too. Anyway, let's get back to this MacBook Pro. So Consumer Reports, this is typical of what they do when they test consumer products. They don't always understand them. I suppose when they test a car and they do an emergency handling test to see that the car will respond under extreme circumstances and the darn thing tips over or almost tips over, that's a real thing. And we want to know that. And that's important for people. If they're testing a Samsung washing machine during the test, the machine falls apart. I don't think it did for them, but it has later. I think that's important. When they dunk a Samsung Galaxy Edge smartphone that's supposed to be water resistant, it's not. That's important. But I do think that Consumer Reports need to stop and think about how they're testing things. How could you have a notebook battery test that doesn't remotely resemble what people do. Now, here's what Apple does. What Apple does is they first will use 25 sites. They'll download 25 sites and keep running it until the battery goes down. I don't know which 25 sites. They say 25 popular sites. I suppose you could ask them, and they'll tell you because Apple's told me what they do to test things. The second test is iTunes video test where they're playing back something from iTunes, like a movie, and they see how long the battery runs. And both are fairly realistic. I like to see something more nuanced than that. But at least it's a lot more realistic than anything Consumer Reports does. Yes. So there you go. So we're both waiting for a MacBook Pro from... To review. (laughs) Apple to review. Not to keep, you know, just to... Have it for a, a few month. weeks and see. A month. A yeah, month. That's what they month. usually do, a month. That's a standard thing, and sometimes you need it longer. They'll give it to you for another couple of weeks. I mean, they're cool about that. Okay, but looking at it externally, do you think it deserves some of the negative press it's gotten? Well, I don't know. You know, um, I, I haven't seen any negative press other than people who, you know, were, were I think, anecdotally saying it. it I, they wouldn't buy it because it had bad battery life. I, I, I don't know that I saw any reviews. Um, I did go to the store and try it because I was really interested in, like, what the touch bar was like. And, um, you know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a ground sh- ground-shaking, earth-shattering uh, breakthrough feature, but I think it could be really convenient, especially for people who use their laptop as a laptop. Mine sits on a desk most of the time, um, and I don't use the keyboard on it. So it's going to require kind of a paradigm shift for me to get the most out of that touch bar thing. I'm willing to try it, and if it's really, really great, maybe I'll uh, stop computing at my desk so much and, you know, compute on the hammock and, you know, in the chair on the back deck and at the table and the den and things like that. I typically don't do any real work uh, any place but my desk because I've got a good ergonomic chair and a good keyboard and everything's at the right height so I don't have to hurt my you know hurt my neck or my eyes looking at it and I've got a nice big clear monitor and things like that but I think a touch bar if it really made you know made me more productive I might take to not having a bigger screen anymore and having portability instead I'm going to ask Bob in our next segment whether he thinks Apple will come out with, say, a Magic Keyboard 2 
with a touch bar. Is that possible? We've got more to come. We have Bob, Dr. Maclevitis. I'm Gene Steinberg with no middle name. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place, and the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. The following is an incredible, life-changing, free offer for anyone with hearing problems who wants to start hearing more clearly again. We're now offering free in-home trials of a revolutionary hearing breakthrough called Listen Clear to anyone who calls this special toll-free number now, 1-800-719-4926. Call now and you'll also qualify for free shipping. ListenClear is precisely designed by top audio engineers. It adjusts to let you find the perfect way to hear things crisply and clearly, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And ListenClear is so small and discreet, people usually don't even notice you're wearing it. And it's so lightweight, you may even forget you're wearing it too. Don't miss this special life-changing opportunity to hear things more clearly again for free with a 100% free in-home trial and free shipping. If you like it, you could even get free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-719-4926. That's 1-800-719-4926. 1-800-719-4926. Hello again. My name is Gary Clark. I'm the actor who's turning 80 in August who played the part of Steve on the 1960s Western TV series, The Virginian. Now, those of you who've suffered the side effects of prescribed medicines know what I'm talking about. And those of you who have watched the devastating effects that worrying about you has had on your loved ones. And what I shared a few months ago is only part of the story. I neglected to mention how One World Whey protein powder has affected my life. Now, I realize this is not dinner table conversation, but here goes anyway. One World Whey solved my irregularity. I've been plagued with constipation for years, and I thought it would be that way for the rest of my life. Three weeks on One World Way set me on a new path. That was five months ago, and I haven't been irregular since. Will it work the same way for you? I don't know. It worked for me. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Hi, my name is Scott Fuchs, teacher and rowing coach for over 14 years. I was sluggish, overweight, on prescription drugs, and only 30-something. Fortunately, I was referred to Dr. Z, and happy to say Dr. Z's all-natural protocols over a consistent course resolved my health issues. I'm in the best shape of my life, and most importantly, on zero medications. I'm Dr. Zdanowski, author of Evology, trained as a primary care physician, surgical manipulation under anesthesia, expert in nutrition, diet, weight loss, immune system, and I specialize in chiropractic. 
My 15 years of professional experience has taught me the four keys to vibrant health, a balanced muscular skeletal system, an integrated nervous system, a flowing lymphatic system, and a body filled with over 90 essential nutrients. This has been a secret too long. Actualize your potential, reverse disease. Call me, Dr. Z. 201-945-1177, evolveyourself.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So Bob Levitis, you think Apple's going to come up with a Magic Keyboard 2 with a touch bar? I have a Magic Keyboard 1 here, which I like just fine. Okay, so here's the argument, and I don't know how much, you know, take it with however many grains of salt you want. Apparently, part of the whole uh, touch bar thing is the fingerprint sensor, and that requires a chip, um, which means it may not be as, as uh, battery-friendly as it could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating because I have read about this in a few places. So, Because I said, oh, God, no-brainer, Apple, of course, will come out with a Magic Keyboard, too. Why wouldn't they? And the why wouldn't they is, well, there's a chip and there's some power things that might be. And, you know, um, I don't know. So I, at first I thought, oh, yeah, slam dunk for sure. And then after reading some stuff online, I'm not so sure. You know, I don't know the answer to any of that. I don't know uh, about the security of the fingerprint sensor and the chip it needs, you know, and the, whatever it is, the secure enclave and whatever overhead is associated with that. Or if you can get around that by mating it or pairing it with a computer, like you do your phone. Uh, I don't just too many unanswered questions. I hope they do because what I saw at the Apple store was that final cut pro looks like it might be very, uh, the, the touch bar might make it even more usable, and that, that appeals to me. I did like the way that worked. So I'm, I'm eager to try that hands-on because looking, looking like it might be great and being great are two different things. Well, I agree with you. The touch ID is the question mark here. What might also have to happen here is that Apple will have to redesign the Macs to support a Magic Keyboard too, maybe the next iMac or one of those things. It couldn't be done with existing hardware. I don't know. Well, then I'm, they might not do it because if you can't sell it as a, you know, I mean, think about the hundreds of tens of millions of Macs out there that would be the market. And if it weren't backward compatible, then it's only, you know, you can only sell it to new buyers. Uh, well, no, they happen. would make it standard issue on the iMac. And but the point is here a is that... To really get this new touch bar, this new platform, it is a new platform. It's an operating system in and of itself. It's a separate chip, an ARM chip. To get this to really encourage developers, it can't just be one model. They'll have to make the regular MacBook have a touch bar. They will have to consider also the desktops. Even the desktops are, what, 25% of total Mac sales? The way to get this to spread is to allow an accessory keyboard to incorporate this feature somehow. Well, here's the thing. We don't have any indication yet whether 
this is a you know serious going forward everybody's getting this eventually feature or if it's going to be another uh what was it called sherlock <laughs> a technology that you know came and went there were there were a few others but sherlock's the one that comes to mind right but this is a lot more complicated well it's than integrated that. and they've and they've kind of opened it up to the developers so i think they think that it's going to be in more machines in the future but is it going to be in all machines in the future that's a good question I think they're looking to expand this. It's not a once-only thing. You know, it's one thing so. to develop an app, like a <clears> Sherlock. <throat> you develop an app, and then, okay, that app goes into disuse. You use some other kind of solution. We're talking here about what is supposedly a two-year project from Apple, if what they tell you is true. We're talking about using a special processor and an operating system within a Mac. So when you buy a new MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, You've got a computer with two operating systems, a derivative of watchOS, which is running the touch bar, and two processors, an ARM chip and the Intel chip. So if you're going to go through the bother of doing that, you've got to have a long-range plan. This has to be the beginning, not the, the end of the process. Well, I think... Yes, and I do think that Apple is looking long-term at doing a lot with OLED technology, being able to do these higher-resolution, bendable, ostensibly, or, or you know, curvable displays. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of this in the future from Apple. And I think the touch bar is one, one place where, I don't know about desktops, but I think at some point, it will migrate to all but perhaps the lowest uh, lowest end of, of laptops. They may, at the very bottom of the scale, not put it on on purpose to make you have to buy the better unit if you want it. They used to do that with other stuff like FireWire and, and uh, Ethernet ports, you know? If you wanted that, you had to get the more expensive model or go to the dongles. So we'll see. But I do believe that you will see touch bars on more more machines in the future. There may actually be, you know, another line coming. Think about it. The MacBook Air is kind of, I don't want to say obsolete, but, you know, I, I can't help but think that's end of life and, and going to be replaced by the regular MacBook. Well, you know, I can see it returning to MacBook and MacBook Pro, and the MacBook goes down in price two or $300, which is not unheard of for Apple. They've well, done and, that before. They bring the it down to nine ninety nine. Pardon? The MacBook will only have one port. The Pro will have a few more. And the MacBook will be nine ninety nine. And the MacBook Pro will go back to the price of the later editions of the previous model. The reason I say that is, if we go back to two thousand twelve ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Are you well, talking about? Remember, remember the original MacBook Pro with Retina display, two thousand twelve. It started at pretty much the same price as the current MacBook Pros. And then the price went down $100 here, a couple hundred dollars there. It went down. The same thing is true for the MacBook Air. The first MacBook Air was, what, $17.99 or something ridiculous like that. And then went down in price to $8.99 for the 11-inch version, which is discontinued. So I don't see it beyond the realm of possibility for a near-future MacBook to be $999 or $1099, which makes more or less sense, 
cut a couple hundred dollars from the price of the MacBook Pro to bring it closer to the previous model. Remember, they did that with the iMac with 5K Retina display. It used to be $24.99, and that was $500 more than the standard mid-range 27-inch iMac. Now the price is back to where it was. Well. So so there. Well. A comedian from the 30s and 40s said, well, now cut that out. Are you Jack Benny? Absolutely not. The only thing I shared with Jack Benny was the fact that both of us are Jewish. (laughs) Well, aren't all comics? No, not all, but a good number of comics are are members of the tribe like us, my friend. Because they know how to talk and express guilt. Because Jews are funny by nature. You know, and so are girls. You ever watch South Park? No. Girls, my girlfriend is really smart and funny. That was like the plot of the whole season this year. Um, hey, can we talk about my new book already? <laughs> While we're talking, I get this message in Skype, in their chat screen. And he's telling me about something, which you'll see if you go to boblevitas.com. It's not a big secret. And we'll go into more of this in our next segment because we have 20 seconds left. I don't think Bob would want to be able to be limited to 20 seconds to talk about the fact no. That he is going to be a book publisher, and he's written his own book. Now, I know about self-publishing. I have the war stories to give to you. I mean, both of us have worked for traditional publishers. But sometimes you have a specialized title, a special idea, and you don't want to wait to see what the publisher does to mess it up for you. You'd rather mess it up yourself and maybe gain some experience and sell a couple of books at full price, not get, you know, three cents on the dollar or something in royalties. More to come with Bob Levitas and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. You're listening to The Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So Bob Levitas is now a book publisher. Speak to me. Yes, I am. I am self-publishing my my 81st book, but my first self-published book. I started a publishing company called Working Smarter for Productions, LLC. And I've got a new website, Working Smarter for Mac Users. And here's the thing. Part of the reason I'm doing this as a self-published book is I pitched this to publishers and either got no interest or uh, an offer that I thought, 
you know, I could self-publish it and make more than that. So the story is, I found out about 12 years, 15 years ago that I have ADHD and that part of the reason I have trouble sitting in the chair and writing is because my brain is like a pinball machine, essentially. No, not the pinball wizard, a pinball machine. It is. I bounce around from topic to topic. I I can't stay focused on one thing. It, It takes a lot of work for me to sit down and write and not get up and do other things. They always need doing. So over the last 15 years, I've developed a lot of what I call techniques or or tricks for being really productive and not being distracted, not running down rabbit holes every five minutes. You know, you use a computer to, to do your writing. You've got these horrible temptations right at your fingertips. There's email, there's the web, there's Twitter, there's all kinds of websites. You never know when you're going to lose an hour or two. And, and this book is called Working Smarter for Mac Users, and it's partly about doing things the, the easy way or the fast way, and it's partly about being organized and, and having a plan. I say I can teach you to banish procrastination. Um, I don't know that I can make it so you never procrastinate again, but I can teach you how to not procrastinate most of the time. And when you do it, you're going to know it, and then you'll feel bad about it, and maybe you'll stop. But the thing is, I've just come up with so many ways I think I can save most users up to 30 minutes a day if they'll read this book. For this book, because I have a big stake in it, I'm going to be doing a lot more promotion than I would do for a book that I write for another publisher. If I write a book for dummies, and don't get me wrong, I love doing that, but I don't make very much per copy, so it doesn't really make sense for me to, for example, fly to another city and speak to a group about the book. You know, if I do that, I might mention the book, but I'm not going there to talk about the book or sell books. I understand Um, also, with this kind of production line writing that Bob does, and I have done that in the past, they're not paying you big bucks in promotion dollars to push this book. No. They're not. And And you're making on a book, and I don't know what he makes, but if you make a dollar on a book or a dollar and a half, it's a lot of money. That is true. And the thing is, this book is going to retail for $29.99, and I keep 70% of that if you buy it at the Apple or Amazon store, and 97% if you buy it at my website. And that's just way, 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 way more than any other traditional publisher will ever pay me. And so I'm invested in this in a, in a big way. It makes sense for me to go out on a limb. So A, I'm going to be giving away some of it to other websites to run excerpts for free. I'm not going to try to make money off that, uh, which is costing me. I'm going to buy some advertising. I'm going to try to have some live events. And these are all things I would not do behind a, a, the launch of a dummies book. I, I'm just very excited that this book is coming out. Anyway, it'll be out next month. The writing is done. It's in production. My people are doing production for me because... You've got people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a real company. He's got people. Well, they're contractors, but I know better than to try to produce four versions of the book. I could do it, but probably not well and uh, probably not in a month. And so I I went out and found professional people that do this. You know, these are people who format books for the majors, which is Amazon, Apple, Nook, and then print on demand. So I'll get four versions of my book. 
and I won't have to do anything more than finish writing it and send the files off to the formatting people. And for me, that's expedient. That's the right thing to do. I also didn't design the cover myself because I'm a crummy artist and I knew it wouldn't look like a real book if I designed the cover. So I hired a graphic designer, a great one, and, you know, I got real cover art. So I, I'm investing heavily in myself here, but I'm very happy about it. You know, if you're out there and you're in a user group or something, you want me to talk to you about it, get in touch. I can do it over, over a video connection. Or if you get enough people out there and you're willing to, uh, I don't know, we'll talk about it. I don't know how many places I can afford to fly, but I can always do video conferencing for any group of Mac users or ADHD people or entrepreneurs or solopreneurs who want to learn to do more work in less time and have more time for things they love, they should go to workingsmarterformacusers.com. Pre-orders are now open. You can save 10 bucks if you order it before it ships. Well, good luck with it. And we oh, hope oh. that things work out. Do you also have a editor to handle that? Part of the chores. Yes, I have the best editor in Macdom. This book is both technical and line edited by Brian Chaffin of Mac Observer, who's been an editor for the last 15 years and who really, really did a great job editing this book. Because he knows me and because he's not afraid of me, he was really brutally honest. And I think he did a really, really good job of developing the book with me. And in fact, I liked his work so much that uh, I made him a partner. He's not just working for what I paid him up front, but this is our project now. He gets a piece of the action. He does. And you don't give editors a piece of the action if they aren't really, really well invested in your project. But he did such a good job. You know, I think maybe I'll do something like this for iDevice users, because there's a lot of this kind of stuff that applies to iDevices that I couldn't put in this book because it's got Mac users in its title. But, you know, I want Brian to be part of this. If I'm going to write it, I want him to see it before anybody else because he's honest and he's a good editor. And he knows the Mac. He's a good tech guy. I mean, he really knows. He calls me on my BS, which is what you want in an editor. Of course, our listeners know Brian because he comes on the show every few weeks and he's a friend of the show and he's a good person. So we'll talk to him more about that when we have him on. I think he's going to be on next week. Oh, absolutely. Now, just to mention the other guests, we don't always book guests so far in advance. We've got a guy named Steve Guttenberg, not the actor, but the writer for CNET. He writes all about audio. And this might interest you too, Bob, because you and I are slightly older than some people. And he had an article over at CNET the other day where he talked about the fact that people don't listen to FM radio anymore. You know, it's like a dying breed. And I think about this because... I have radio shows on AM and FM stations, so I'm hopefully not dying off. Bob Levitis, please tell our listeners once again where they can find more information about your stuff. The easy way is to go to boblevitis.com, which will redirect you to workingsmarterformacusers.com, where you can find out more about me. You can pre-order this book. You can order some of my other books, read my blog, sign up for my newsletter, and much, much more. Maybe not much, much more. A little more. A little more. We got a little more to tell you about us. On Twitter, we're Tech Night Owl. On Facebook, it's Gene Steinberg. We also have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend on the Paracast, we'll be featuring Robert Powell, who's Director of Research for MUFON, a big UFO organization, talking about 
UFO videos from Chile and Puerto Rico and other places. We'll also hear from Alejandro Rojas, who is with Open Minds, and he'll be talking about the International UFO Congress. It's coming in February for Fountain Hills, Arizona. Check out Paracast.com for more. Also check out Tech Night Out Plus, where you get the commercial-free version of this show. You get better quality audio, so Bob Levitis just sounds perfect, and Brian Chaffin sounds perfect, and I sound the same. We charge as little as $1.49 a week, half the price of a coffee from Starbucks, even less than that. Check it out, plus.technightowl.com. Bob Levitis, good luck with your book. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Guys, say something, man. Well, thanks. It's been great, and uh, have me back again soon. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.